0: In the 1970s and 80s, most of adolescent Australia learned about sex and sexuality from the doctor who wrote a column for Dolly magazine, Dr. Dolly. Well, in this podcast, you meet Dr. Sue, one of Family Planning Tasmania's wonderful team of GPs. Here, Dr. Sue and I talk about the things that can cause painful sex, vaginismus, vulvodynia, or just not being into it. Um, Sue, so could you give us a definition of
1: vaginismus and vulvodynia what are these things oh they're tricky things to to try and define vaginismus is as really um painful sex caused by um spasm of the pelvic floor muscle so you know how we've got the pelvic floor that holds everything everything in and like any muscle if there is um tension then that muscle tightens up and so if somebody's had painful sex or that they don't want to have sex that muscle tightens up uh, in in anticipation of that and that is what vaginismus is that is kind of anticipatory that muscles tightening up because it doesn't want your body to experience more pain and uh, you know the more that that happens obviously that becomes a vicious circle and the worse it gets vulvodynia is more of a a kind of global term of of pelvic pain, and it doesn't necessarily have to be associated with sex. Okay. And what proportion of women are affected by this? Around about one in five women have pelvic pain. That's not all vulvodynia and vaginismus, so period pain and bowel-related pelvic pain and bladder-related pelvic pain. Really difficult to get good numbers on, on what the incidence of vaginismus is and, and vulvodynia because it's such a fluctuating thing. And, you know, most women, if you ask them, would have experienced painful sex at some time in their life. Mm-hmm. But there's another reason,
0: isn't there, why women have painful sex which I don't think we've covered so much which is actually a lack of arousal, arousal
1: yeah. yeah and and actually libido too I um I don't know if I can tell you my funny story that I was I went to a Please really do. boring <laughs> lecture once on on libido and it was talking about um the difference between uh, libido and arousal in men and women and it was saying that for women it's a bit like comp- cooking this really complicated dessert and you need to have all of the ingredients and the scales and the oven at the right temperature and, and then when it all comes together it's the most wonderful creation. Uh, but for men it's a bit like a packet of shake and bake pancake pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the point it's making is that um, libido and arousal is um, really there are lots of things going on for women. That affects it, all of that. You know how they feel about themselves, how they feel about their relationship, whether they're tired or not, um, what their hormone levels are like, um, whether they're breastfeeding. A whole heap of things are going to impact on one and interests uh, a woman's interest in sex, and two, um, whether she's aroused or not when she's having sex. Women have sex for a whole heap of different reasons. We tend to think that the only um, reason that people have sex is because they want to have sex. Sometimes it's um it's a job that they have to do in order to, to make the rest of the day work properly and you know if somebody's not really into it, why on earth are they going to feel aroused about it and then it becomes painful and then the situation just gets worse.
0: So what is um the level of training and awareness like among GPs about
1: most GPs have an area that they're particularly interested in and I think if if you're interested in it then you tend to know more about it and you tend to to have a more helpful um response to to people coming in. I think for a lot of GPs um they don't feel like they've got really good skills with that and often it's better not to ask because then you haven't got to deal with something that you're not quite sure that you that you know how to deal with. So so it sounds like this topic, but right? as and others keep asking, keep
0: asking yeah, for the help you need. Know. Yeah,
1: and a lot of a lot of women are. Um, the, there's often a really sort of private, lonely place because we think that nobody else is experiencing that. We don't go around talking about discharges or pain or, or arousal, and so we. A lot of women feel like they're the only person experiencing it, and there's something that they're doing that's wrong, and. Um, there's usually lots of things that are impacting on it and, and actually starting that conversation is an incredibly brave thing for a woman to do it's a very uh, vulnerable position for a woman to, to open up about it but it's such a good thing if you can if you can move forward and get the help that you need to, to improve the situation
0: And we're really hoping that this podcast will help, it's a way of getting information and Absolutely. maybe the first step towards having a conversation with someone
1: about your experiences yeah. Yeah. and I would just say if you are in that situation and you go and talk to somebody and you don't feel that you've got the answers that you need go and talk to somebody else that is not your problem that is the person who's listening's problem yeah. and you need to get um, the help that you deserve to, to help get the treatment that you need.
0: So what what's the recommended treatment for the, these conditions?
1: Well a lot of it depends on what's driving the condition in the first place so you know if it's a purely physical problem then maybe just dealing with that physical problem so maybe if it started off with a thrush infection making sure that that thrush infection gets treated properly or if it's a, a menopausal vaginal dryness issue treating that symptom but often it becomes part of a bigger picture and so really really important to think about what else is impacting on this and how can we um, move forward with it. So the posh name for it is a multidisciplinary um, approach to it. So you want somebody who is um, interested and capable of treating anything that needs to be treated medically. You might need to see a psychologist to to get some help with it because we know that um, if you've got something painful then it's going to impact um, psychosocially and and the other way around and your pelvic floor physios are absolutely crucial to this to try and help to retrain the pelvic floor and it's like any muscle it can be retrained that's the really good thing about this is that um, women aren't stuck with this all their life that's not their burden to carry we can help Um, it's about making sure that you've got the people around you who can support you with that. Yeah, this actually has been a lovely, positive podcast. So um, such a heavy burden, but there's, there are answers. Yeah, and I actually think that's a really good point, Jo, because you can often see a lightness when you talk to somebody about it because people do carry that really... It's almost like this shameful secret that people have that they can't... they don't feel that they can talk to, them. and just to know, you know, that there are other people and that there is support. I'd be lying if I said it was a really quick response, it takes um, often quite a bit of time um, because these things don't happen quickly and so also the solutions don't happen quickly but people can um, get significant improvement in their symptoms with it. But I, I would make sure that you go and see somebody who can listen really carefully to what's going on for you and to have a little bit of a plan about the way forward. So you're like an athlete coming back from
0: a sporting injury. You have to put the work in
1: Absolutely. to rehabilitate. Absolutely, and, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So is this something people can come to family planning
1: about? Yes, um, we we actually see a lot of women with um, with pelvic pain or or, or women's health issues. Um, the doctors who work there are usually like myself, they're GPs, but they've got a special interest in women's health and they've often done extra training in, in that area. Um, and we tend to have longer appointments so that we can um, give people the time that they need to to try and help move things. And we've often got really good relationships with specialist pelvic floor physios and psychologists who've got an interest in, in um, sorts of women's health issues. So yes, that's the short answer. <laughs> Thanks, Sue. So.